Still no winner in the Democratic primary race for Montgomery County Executive. Local Red Cross volunteers heading to Kentucky to help flood victims. I'm Gigi Barnett. We've got an important sunscreen recall to tell you about. Good morning, it's 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The flooding in eastern Kentucky has now claimed at least 28 lives, and Governor Bashir expects the number to go higher as waters recede and give up the bodies beneath. Not County, not County Chief and Rescues Benny Bailey. Don't forget about us. This isn't going to be something that's a week or two weeks. This is going to be months and years to rebuild. Thousands of customers there still have no power. There's flash flooding in Arizona, where thunderstorms pounded the state over the weekend. Zane Farron was inside a gas station in Phoenix when the roof collapsed. I was on the phone just telling them like, hey, like I'm not going to make it on time. And the next thing I know, the structure had fallen over us. The number of heat-related deaths has risen to at least nine in Oregon as the heat wave in the northwest continues. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. In Seattle, runners were feeling the heat. It's very hot. I can't wait to get home and just lay in my nice air-conditioned house. <laughs> and there are still concerns about more wildfires from California to Nebraska. In northern California, at least two people People have died in a wildfire that's now become the state's largest of the year. Forest Service spokeswoman Adrienne Freeman. We can't predict which way the fire is going to go when those thunder cells collapse. They tend to drive the fire in all directions. From Ukraine, the cargo ship Razzoni left the port of Odessa carrying more than 26,000 tons of corn to Lebanon. Foreign affairs correspondent Pamela Falk says it could be a breakthrough with Russia. The first shipment was heralded by the UN as an accord that could get the parties talking and help to meet global food needs. In Washington, a judge is set to sentence the first January 6th, the defendant convicted at trial. Correspondent Scott McFarland. Guy Reffitt of Texas had a gun on his waist while he was confronting police at the Capitol January 6th, according to prosecutors at trial. And a D.C. jury convicted Reffitt on all federal counts. Prosecutors are going to ask for a 15-year prison sentence for Reffitt, using the phrase domestic terror in their sentencing filings. President Biden is in isolation for another day after testing positive for COVID again, both Saturday and Sunday. His doctor says it's a rebound case, which can happen when you're being treated with the antiviral drug Paxlovid. His physician says Mr. Biden's feeling well and not experiencing any symptoms. A groundbreaking black actress has died. Michelle Nichols played Lieutenant Uhura on the Star Trek series in the 1960s. See, in our century, we've learned not to fear words. Nichols later became a recruiter for NASA. She was 89 years old. S&P futures down five, Dow futures off eight. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 3 here on your Monday morning. It's the 1st of August. We'll start the new month with some clearing skies and temps into the 80s today. Hey, good morning to you. I'm Joan Jones. And I'm Bruce Allen. Here are the top local stories we're following for you this hour. Service on Metro's red line remains suspended this morning between the Van Ness and Farragut North stations. It's because crews are continuing to make repairs after an electrical fire at the DuPont Circle station over the weekend. For affected riders, shuttle buses running every 7 to 10 minutes are available between Van Ness and Farragut North. 
But if you're hopping on a train on three other metro lines, your wait on the platform could be a little shorter starting today. Now trains on those lines will arrive every 15 minutes rather than every 20 minutes. Chuck, a 20-year metro rider, says this will especially help the afternoon commute. There is actually a lot of crowding, not many seats, and a lot of elderly people. We'll see a nice benefit in the afternoon. Most riders will actually only wait between five and eight minutes, according to Metro, because many stations like here in Roslyn have at least two, if not all three, lines running through them. Some riders say Metro still has a lot in front of them to get more riders, like bringing back the 7,000 series cars. I think the consistency is the key. Once folks recognize that the Metro is going to be where it's supposed to be, when it's supposed to be, I think you'll see an uptick in ridership. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Fares resume on all Montgomery County ride-on buses starting today, but it won't cost you quite as much. The cost is now a dollar per ride. The one-way pre-pandemic fare was two dollars. The prices for a monthly pass have also been cut from forty-five to twenty-two fifty. Ride-on, ride-on extra, flex, and flash buses are all included. Fares have been temporarily suspended during the pandemic. County bus fares will still be free for seniors age 65 and older, persons with disabilities, and anyone under 19. The new fares were approved by the County Council in May. There's more information for you at WTOP.com. Election 2022 on WTOP. David Blair's lead over Mark Elrich in the Democratic primary for Montgomery County Executive is now down to 21 votes. Canvassers at the Montgomery County Board of Elections continued to count mail-in ballots for a seventh day on Saturday. More countings expected through this week, nearly two weeks after the primary. As it stands, Blair is ahead of Elrich by just two one-hundredths of a percent. If it stays that close under Maryland election law, Elrich can request a state-financed recount at no personal expense. Once the election results have been certified by the County Board of Elections, candidates have three days to request a recount. More affordable housing is coming to Virginia. Governor Glenn Youngkin announcing last week that $27 million will be set aside for affordable and special needs housing loans. Youngkin says it will provide critical support to the most vulnerable populations, strengthen the economy, and improve the quality of life for countless Virginians. Two housing projects in Fairfax County are among those getting the money. They'll see over $3 million in loans for projects in Springfield and Fairfax. More than a million dollars is going to Loudoun and Prince William counties to support the construction of more than 100 affordable housing units. And $200,000 will go to the renovation of 79 affordable housing units in the city of Manassas. As search and rescue crews comb the Appalachian foothills for flood survivors, the Red Cross is sending hundreds of volunteers to help, including some from our area. The flood zone in eastern Kentucky spans nine counties. Help is desperately needed, so seven Red Cross volunteers from this area are on the way. Local communications director Ashley Hinyon. You arrive, you check in, you get your work assignment. This is something that they, they train for throughout the year. They'll offer food and prayers for victims and survey disaster sites. Hinyon says climate change is impacting the nation's disaster response. There is a rise in the occurrence of these large-scale emergencies. They're happening more frequently. They're happening stronger but what we can do is we can be prepared Gigi barnett wtop news well, we are learning that the government is getting tougher on salmonella in chicken products that story's ahead it's 807 we are the bridge between people and services closing the gaps between those who offer support and those who need it we believe in the promise of technology to drive insights that have the potential to change lives 
We apply deep domain expertise, transforming government programs to become more responsive, flexible, and secure. We are Maximus.